This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan, getting out the gospel on a daily, regular basis here on the Trailblazer broadcast and Sunday services uh, here at the Trailblazer broadcast, radio missions. And we're just happy to have each one of you folks with us. And in our last study, we got started on a new series on uh, blood redemption. Blood redemption. Uh, we saw there the Lord has never changed his way of saving the sinner. And it's through blood redemption. This is the Bible way. Every sinner who ever gets saved is saved like all other sinners who are saved. You're not saved one way and I another way. No, there are, only, there are not two ways to heaven. There's only one way, the narrow way, and that's Christ's way. The other way, the broad way, leads to hell. Every sinner who ever gets saved must be saved by substitution. Someone must take the place Someone must take the sinner's place and die in his stead and pay his sin debt in full. This is set forth clearly in God's word from cover to cover. And the individual who misses it shows that he's blind and only land up in hell when he dies. Substitution, my friend, is the way a sinner is saved. By substitution. Someone took our place. Someone took my place. Someone paid my sin debt. I owed a sin debt, my friend, and you owe one if you're not saved. If you're not saved, there's a sin debt. I'll just tell you this little story. Dr. Copeland told me many years ago about this, uh, uh, when the war between the states were going on, it seems as though there was a, several Confederate soldiers captured and was being had been tried for treason, and they were to be shot on a certain day. And uh, one of them was an older, older man, had a wife and family back home down there in South Louisiana somewhere. And uh, this young man, a little private, uh, had no family, had no mother and dad living. And he thought a lot of this old man. And he went to his commanding officer and he said, Sir, would you let me take old Joe's place? said, He has a wife and five children. And I know he's scheduled to be executed. And that justly. But I, if you would, let me take his place. And the, the sergeant or the commander, he couldn't understand it. He had never heard anything like that before. And he said, I'll have to talk to the upper man. So he went up higher up and got the answer back, yes. So on a given day, they lined those five, six fellows up, and this young man was in there. And the old man stood over there on the side and watched them. They shot him with the rifles, buried him out there under an old oak tree somewhere. Later on, the story goes that this man went back home, found his wife and family all okay and well. And he, after a year or two or three, got, his, got back on his feet a little bit. And he told his wife, said, we're going up to Tennessee. I want to take you and the boys up there. I want to tell you all a story I never told you before. And he went up there, and they found this little old cemetery. And he got down on his knees and found a grave and took his pocket knife and cleaned away some of the grass and bushes and told those boys, said, this boy, this young man died for your daddy. I was condemned to die, and he took my place, son. Took my place. That's what the Lord did for the old trailblazer. That's what he did for me. Took my place. He didn't have to. That young man didn't have to. But the Lord took my place. And I praise the Lord for it, my friend. I hope, I hope that little story means something to you. Maybe you'll think about it. For the days to come. Think about yourself. Do you have a substitute? Old Trailblazer has a substitute. The Lord Jesus Christ is my substitute. Let's get back to our study. We're looking at blood in the garden. This carries us back to the very beginning. 
in the book of Genesis to our first parents, Adam and Eve. You ever read God's Word, my friend? Do you ever take God's Word and just read it? Go through? I, like to, I like to start in Genesis because it's a story of creation and it's easily understood. The Bible opens with the declarative statement, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. This is a statement of fact concerning the original creation. The second and third verses tell us the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, thus gives us a picture of the judgment that fell upon this earth. In its original creation, this earth was Satan's throne, and when Satan sinned, according to Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14, he was cast out of heaven, and judgment fell upon him. Judgment also fell upon this earth, according to Jeremiah 4.23 and Isaiah 24.1. The rest of the first chapter of Genesis gives us the story of the restoration and the creation of man. There in verse 26. Did you notice the restoration, the restoring of this earth? When God created, now let me read the verses first. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. That's uh, right there in Genesis, 20, verse 26, I believe it is. When God created Adam, it is said, God blessed him. Can you tell that you've been blessed, my friend? Can you? Can you? Can you? Can you, my friend? Listen. And he said, be fruitful now and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Then we're told in Genesis 2, 8, And the Lord God planted a tree in eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. In this garden, the Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Also in this garden, there were two particular trees, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree in the garden thou mayest eat freely, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Here was man in a state of innocency, which is a state of ignorance of evil. He knew nothing of evil. Now, let's notice another great truth, that man is not a free will agent, but he's a responsible agent. He is accountable unto God. You know, it would be funny sometimes, but if it wasn't so tragical. When I hear folks say, I'm a free will, I'm a free willer, I believe in free will. Well, you just don't know what you're talking about, my friend, because you're blinded and ignorant, because there's no such a thing as a free will. No, you have no free will. You're a responsible agent, but you're not a free will agent. Man is dependent, is a dependent individual. He is either dependent upon God or dependent upon Satan. There's no such a thing as a man being a free will individual. Oh, I've often heard folks, uh, uh, you ask them, are you a Christian? And they say, well, I'm a free will Baptist. I'm a free will Baptist. What kind of a creature is that? I never heard tell of such a thing. The Bible doesn't speak about that. I know I conducted a funeral over in Alabama one day, and 
the lady, a lady there in the audience came to me out at the grave site, and she was telling me what a gracious message I'd brought and how much she appreciated it. And I just asked her, I said, well, lady, are you a Christian? I kindly, I asked her that. She said, well, I guess I am. I've been, I hadn't sinned in 40 years. Oh, my friend, it just, I just bowed my head and walked off. I just bowed my head and walked off. Pastor Sheldon told me of another instance that happened to him. He was holding a mission meeting over in, in, in New Orleans one night, and he met this lady, and uh, she told him what she was, a Baptist, this and that and the other. And so the next night, uh, he, she brought her husband and took her husband up there to meet Brother Sheldon and, and introduced him to him. And he just turned to the man and said, Are you a Christian? She said, She spoke up and said, Well, I guess he is. He's a Baptist preacher. He said, my dear, that had nothing to do with salvation. Oh, my friend, how many of our folks today preaching, doing all sorts of things, believing that they're on the road to heaven? Oh, my friend, did you, did you know the Lord calls men to preach the gospel? You don't just wake up one morning and go to preaching. The, man, the Lord calls you. We have so many mama call preachers today, pastor call, uh, a Sunday school teacher call. They get this little young fella in Sunday school, and he likes to read his Bible and all. And all of a sudden, he's growing up, and the teacher says, "You know, you know, I believe Joe wants to be a preacher. Let's let's make him a preacher." My friend, where? Uh, well, we won't get on that this morning. But listen, the Bible doesn't teach anything about free will. No, no. Let me just uh, stress that point. Man is a responsible individual, and God had the right to forbid him from eating the tree of knowledge and of good and evil because he's a responsible agent and not a free will agent. Not a free will agent. That just, it, it just, I know what we got today. I know we got, we got uh, uh, free will Baptist, hard shell Baptist, missionary Baptist, uh, every kind of church it is. And my friend, you know, the Bible, the Bible is so true. There's only one church, and that's the church that the Lord uh, ordained there or began there on the day of Pentecost. And then we have these other denominations say they were, uh, the church was back in the year 2000 AD and all that stuff. But my friend, no, that, that all of that makes no difference at all. Are you saved? Can you look up into the starry sky at night and say, thank you, Lord, for saving this old sinner? All we do here at Radio Mission is ask you, are you saved? And then if you're not, we tell you how the Lord died for sinners. Our message here is that Christ came into the world to seek and to save lost sinners. Lost sinners, my friend. Lost sinners. Or have you ever, you ever been a lost sinner? You ever been lost? You ever been uh, where you saw yourself unfit for heaven and had to cry unto the Lord to save you? And, but nobody does that until the Lord shows them their true condition. That's what we call Holy Spirit conviction. Folks get scared. They call me and say, what is that Holy Spirit conviction you're talking about? Well, it's not what you think, my friend. It's not this uh, charismatic movement that's sweeping the earth today, calling itself all these kind of things. But the Holy Spirit comes to an individual and reveals to him that he's a sinner by nature, by practice, by choice, by God's decree. The Bible said there's none righteous, no, not one. That's you, my friend. That's me. That's the old trailblazer. I have no righteousness, and yet I have folks, individuals who, who uh, listen to me, 
uh, uh, doing everything they can to establish some sort of righteousness that God will accept. He won't accept your righteousness, my friend. If you could get some together, he wouldn't accept it. The Lord won't have it. You know what the Lord accepts? Sinners. From the brothel to the gutter, uh, wh- wherever, my friend, wherever. Have you ever seen yourself lost? The Bible said there's none good, no, not one. That means there's none righteous, no, not one. And you may have some self-righteousness that you've generated on your own, but it won't stand up in the time of, of death. Oh, this is the old trailblazer. I wish I could sit down by your side, drink a cup of coffee with you. We're just getting started on this series on blood redemption, and it's a gracious time we're going to have here. And all of these messages are on CD. And if you would, help me with the broadcast. Write me and uh, tell me. Tell me if you understand or appreciate anything. Tell me if you don't. I, I, I appreciate folks telling me, old trailblazer, I don't believe a word you say. Well, that's okay. And uh, But if you would, remember my mailing address is the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Goodbye and God bless you.